Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Running with the Herd podcast powered up by Herd Nation, a part of the Rivals Network. And it's a very special week as we remember the 75 that lost their lives on Southern Airways Flight 932 at 75 week. And who better to talk about that than uh, Herd Nation staff writer Josh Towers. Josh, welcome to the podcast, sir. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. And uh, obviously, uh, this is a very special week for all Marshall fans, alumni, supporters, and anybody that has ever worn the Kelly Green and White and anyone who has ever um, lived in Huntington. I mean, obviously, Josh, uh, this is a very special week. Uh, if you could put into words just, you know, what this week means to you personally, uh, feel free to share that. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's kind of hard to put that this weekend and, and that particular date into words, honestly. Um, you know, I've, I've talked about it before, like on social media and stuff like that. You know, um, I've been pretty blessed in life in terms of, you know, family and friends and things like that. But uh, when you talk about Marshall and specifically November 14th, um, you know, those words kind of take on their own meaning or a new meaning, I should say. And, um, you know, Marshall's allowed me to have a family outside of, you know, my own, um, in yeah. terms of, you know, people I've been able to meet like yourself, um, and, you know, her nation in itself has just allowed me to do a lot of things that, you know, a lot of fans don't get to do. Um, uh, just, uh, like I said, it's hard to put in words, uh, but, you know, family is probably the best way to say it. Um, you know, uh, the fact that, you know, personally speaking, you know, I'd, I didn't know anyone, obviously, on the plane crash, but I mean, like in ways that you could never explain. You know, I think every Marshall fan feels, you know, associated with them, like on a, on a personal level, just because of, you know, what what those people, um, you know, meant to the community, meant to the school, um, and and the events that you know, followed, you know, meant to the community and the school as well. Um, I I just don't think that anyone that that has been around the program or, you know, attended Marshall or, you know, you lived in Huntington or anything like we spoke of, uh, could, uh, could go through this weekend or, or let that day pass and, and not feel, you know, just, I mean, almost chills, um, you know, hearing people talk about it that experienced it firsthand and things like that. I mean, like, it's just, uh, it, it's, it's hard to listen to, honestly. I mean, like I mm-hmm. said, you know, you know, people who are, you know, essentially you know, complete strangers in some ways. I mean, like it, I mean, it really breaks you down to hear them talk about it. And, uh, you know, list reading, uh, you know, Dennis Dodd's article today that, you know, he posted, yeah. um, which was really well done. And I would very good. Yeah. I would advise anybody, you know, associated with the program or a Marshall fan or anything like that to read that because like, I mean, it really hit home with me. Like, I read it the first time and I think I read it a little too fast. And I went back and read it the second time. And like, I mean, it just hit me like right in my gut. And, you know, you know, to sit here and I'd be lying if I said like, you know, it wasn't like a tear situation. Like, you know, you read that and you're like, man, I mean, like, like I said, it just hits you in a way that it's hard to explain. But uh, I think, you know, just using the word family and friends probably is the best way to describe this weekend. Absolutely. Um, I'll tell you what Marshall means to me personally. Uh, 
you know, as someone who, you know, grew up outside the state of West Virginia, as someone who uh, grew up, you know, rooting for the Thundering Herd, you know, in the Moss days, you know, through Pennington and Leftwich and so on and so forth, I just learned a lot about the uh, the Marshall crash and a lot about the family and, you know, that is Marshall University. And for me personally, it's, it's a lot like you, Josh, you know, getting the opportunity to interact with uh, fans and, you know, interact with uh, athletic personnel, um, administrators, coaches, players, et cetera. You know, it's just a big family. And, you know, uh, thank you to uh, not only yourself, but uh, Chris McLaughlin, our publisher over at Herd Nation and everybody on the site, both Old Fairfield and uh, Herd Nation that have kind of welcomed me you know, with open arms, you know, being able to do this podcast for you guys, it really means a lot to me. It's a labor of love. And, uh, you know, it's just something that I'll, I'll always cherish it. And, you know, it's just something that, you know, really means a lot to me personally. And, you know, this week we're doing two different podcasts for um, 75 week. We're doing this one, of course, and then there will be another one that will uh, premiere uh, tomorrow morning uh, featuring Keith Morehouse and uh, Reverend Steve Harvey. Uh, I got a chance to sit down and talk with each of them and uh, get their perspective on what Marshall means to them. So it's it's a very special thing. But I definitely know what you mean with Dennis Dodd uh, and his piece that he wrote for CBS Sports today and what that means to um, not only the community but to the fan base as well and just everybody in the whole state of West Virginia and what um, – this week means so uh, special thanks to Dennis Dodd. Uh, he did a great job on that piece and uh, you know, it was very special. Uh, we're going to have a great show here for you tonight. We're going to be speaking with former herd defensive lineman, Ryan B coming up here in just five minutes. Uh, Ryan, of course, uh, played D line at Marshall university. Um, recently uh, he uh, spent some time in the NFL with the Washington Redskins. Now the Washington football team, and most recently had a workout with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So um, probably towards the end of that interview, we'll get a chance to talk to Ryan about, you know, uh, how his uh, NFL dreams and aspirations are going. And at 7.15, we're also going to catch up with uh, Remy Watson, former tailback at Marshall and uh, was part of the 2014 uh, uh, championship conference USA championship team with the herd. But, uh, here for the next couple of minutes, we're going to uh, take some uh, comments from our listeners on both Facebook and Twitter. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, this broadcast is being streamed live both via Facebook and Twitter. Um, you know, if you have a question for Josh or myself, you could chime in um, on the live stream and uh, sidelines heard chiming in with a 75 and a green heart. So shout out to sidelines heard for the love there and uh brock underscore miracle he asked on twitter are the rumors about the black uniforms and black helmets true and uh also where would you rank grant um don't know anything about the uniform uh combination uh as of right now brock but uh i'm sure we'll be seeing something on social media here as well and we'll get into a little bit more about the uh players uh for this year's team and uh where they uh rank up as far as uh um 
you know, great uh, her quarterbacks of all time. So uh, uh, real quick here before we get Ryan on here, Josh, uh, uh, they took care of business against UMass, which was expected. And uh, speaking of uh, Grant Wells, he uh, distributed the ball pretty well, and uh, he made some uh, solid plays once again, earning himself a Conference USA uh, Offensive Player of the Week. Just talk to me a little bit about his uh, maturation and uh, how he's improved from uh, the first game against Eastern Kentucky all the way up until 75 league. Um. You know, I think with Grant, and you know, we've talked about this before, is, you know, it's just, it's a process with him. Um, you know, and Coach Gramsci talked about it. I mean, like, you know, it's it's an everyday thing for him. You know, it's it's about taking, you know, the coaching and applying it and, and moving on to the next day and the next game. And that's one thing he does really well with. Um, as far as uh, ranking him, um, you know, it's really early in the process for him. I mean, you know, the kid is has only played in six games, so it's it's really hard to say you know where he would would rank, but um, you know you have to like what you've seen from him so far. Um, I think his composure and his his competitive fire, um, I think, uh, kind of show through a little bit in just how he, you know how he plays the game. Um, you know, you know, Coach Graham's talked. We had him on a few weeks ago, and you know, he talked about it then. You're not going to see a lot from him in terms of, you know, being hyped up on the field and stuff like that. But I mean, I think you can see in the way that he plays and the way that he competes. Like, you know, if he makes a mistake, then he's not somebody that's going to let that affect him. Like, he's going to come right back at someone and uh, and try to beat him on the next play. So, uh, I think you know those two things have stood stood out the most for me. Um, as far as the game goes, you know, we kind of kind of went as expected you know not no offense to UMass right. um but uh you know we came out and I thought we came out a little slow to be honest um yeah I agree uh you know it took us a while to get going but once we did you know th- you know things kind of played out the way we we had thought um you know we had some guys setting out um obviously you know uh, at the receiver position especially you know you, you were missing you know you know, Brock's still out with his, with his leg injury and, and Talit missed uh, last week, you know, for whatever reason. And, and Shadid missed as well. And, you know, Willie had missed a couple games. So, you know, he was really just kind of getting back in the swing of things as well. So I think you saw that at the receiver position more than anywhere. Um, you know, just we weren't real, we weren't overly crisp there, I thought. Um you know, obviously you had to like what you got from Xavier Gaines last week. I mean, that's his first real big game, I should say. You know, he had to be played against Appalachian State. But, I mean, as far as an overall game, you know, last week was like the first time we, we had really seen a concerted effort to you know, to get him the ball. And maybe that was because we had guys out at the receiver position or, you know, maybe we saw, you know, advantages there against their linebackers or their defensive backs. Either way, I mean, like I said, he had a field day out there last week. So, uh, you know, that was good to see. And, you know, defensively, you know, I know we gave up 10 points to, to them, but, man, that's going to happen every once in a while. I mean, they hit a couple of trick plays there early on and, and got themselves down the field. And, you know, we had a couple of penalties that assisted that. So, um, still not real sure about that pass interference, you know, there in the red zone. I thought that ball was terribly overthrown, but, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, the game went as expected. You know, we, we won by uh, what, 41. 41 points and, 41. and, we, and to, you know, like I said, I, I don't think we were real crisp 
you know, for throughout the entire game. So, you know, if you win by 41 and, and you didn't play, you know, to your to your best potential, then I, I think you got to be pretty happy with, with how that game went. But, yeah, uh, certainly. You know. But, yeah, this, it was, this week is a, it's a different chore. I mean, it's a conference game. So um, we'll, we'll need to bring our A game this week. And, and given the circumstances, I'd, I'd be shocked if that's not the case. Right, certainly. And uh, uh, we're going to bring in a young man who uh, is uh, all too familiar with the 75 game, what it means to wear the Kelly green and white, and a guy that went out and gave his all on the football field. And that, of course, is a defensive lineman, uh, former defensive lineman for the Marshall Thundering Herd, Ryan B., here joining us in the live stream, multi-stream edition of the Running with the Herd podcast during 75 week. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. You know, hear me all right? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we can hear you just good. We can hear you just fine. Um, uh, thank you uh, once again. And uh, uh, before we get started here, Ryan, um, uh, what were you, what have your impressions been so far of this year's Marshall Thundering Herd team? And just uh, what have what have you liked uh, from them so far? You know, I feel like. Uh... Everybody talks about being a team uh, and everything, and I feel like this year they they uh, they came together. You know, everybody cares about everybody. It's not it's not offense versus defense. It's it's uh, coming together collectively as a team. Um, you know, defense supporting off offense, vice versa. Everybody coming off special teams, and uh, you know, they just came came all around together, and uh, it's, it's showing on the field. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, this week, uh, obviously, coming up uh, with uh, Middle Tennessee during 75 week, it always means more, especially uh, here. Uh, Ryan, you played in the game for uh, a few years. Um, just take us through uh, 75 week um, from uh, Monday all the way up until game day and just, you know, the preparation, a lot of the keynote speakers that you've had over the years. And just uh, what the week means to you personally. So the seventy-five week that was that was probably the game I looked forward to the most um, in my time playing there, just because you know the the feeling, the the energy around the team, the the whole town. Really, it's just it's something really special. Um, the one thing I liked a lot, the coaches. Uh, the coaches do is so on Monday we'll have our team meeting talk about you know the the previous game the week before but then uh, afterwards we'll start talking about you know the, the following week so right before that meeting they'd give us a little a little uh, note of a certain one certain you know player or coach or staff member that was on the plane and it was just a little bio of them uh, so we had all week to, you know, read that, think about it, um, just learn about that person, you know, and, and then on game day, the equipment staff would, uh, get a helmet sticker made up for us so we could put it on our helmet and wear it during the game and, you know, play and honor them. So that was, uh, that, that was one of my favorite things about, about that week. All right. Ryan, one, one thing that Doc's always done since he's been there, he's like emphasized that game. I mean, like you know, since his first year there, I mean, like, you know, he, he really took that and I guess, you know, ran with it is maybe the best way to say it. Um, if, if you could, and not to get too personal with it, you know, just talk about like 
you know, his approach to that week and, you know, what, you know, kind of what he says to you guys throughout that week to, to emphasize how important it is. Oh, he, uh, that's a huge emphasis that week. Um, you know, we, we have the 75 on our helmet and, and the, the little tunnel leading out to the field, they'll, they'll put it on a little table right there. And every time you go in and out, you, you know, you touch that helmet, sit there, think about it if you want to, but you got to touch that helmet and, uh, just get a feel for, for, you know, the history and, and what we're really playing for, you know, back, I think it was my, I think it was my sophomore year, the, it was a three and nine season. It wasn't, it wasn't a good season, but you know, that, that we came around and when we all knew, you know, we, we weren't losing this game. So, you know, we kind of came together and, uh, and found a way to win, but it just goes to show, you know, it, it means more there and everybody says that, but it really truly does. Yeah, it certainly does. Ryan B., our guest here in the Running with the Herd podcast, live stream, multi-stream edition during 75 week. And uh, you alluded to it. I mean, even in a three and nine season, you guys still managed to uh, get up and get ready for that game against Middle Tennessee, who was our opponent uh, here for this week coming up. I mean, obviously, Ryan, I mean, you alluded to it. I've talked to uh, people um, for this week who were affected by um, the uh, crash in one way or another, obviously uh, Keith Morehouse, who lost his dad on the plane that day, and, and some others. Um, just in your conversations that you've had with people over the years who have been personally affected by it, how, is, how did it impact you personally, and how did it make you you know, say, you know what, I'm going to go out there, especially on this week during this game, and give it 110% out there. So when, back, clear back when I was in uh, high school and, they, and Marshall offered me, I, I, I mean, I'd seen the movie, didn't, honestly, didn't know a whole lot about it, but came to a visit down at Marshall, um, saw Huntington, met the coach staff and everything. And one thing that was, you know, it was very clear for, from the get-go was, the you know they keep the tradition alive you know every year actually another one of my favorite things is the the annual team run up to the cemetery and then we get to uh um listen to keith morehouse talk tell his story and everything someone mm -hmm. you know firsthand impacted by it and that's that was very very special to me and then of course every spring and fall the fountain ceremonies you know my i think it's my senior year we got to hear Red Dawson talk. He came and talked to the team, and that was, I mean, to listen to him talk, it bring tears to your eyes. It's it's crazy, and it's it's hard to it's really hard to go out wherever you're at and meet somebody that doesn't either know about it, or been impacted by it, anything like that. Even just me, nothing really firsthand, but Worcester, Ohio, where um, Red Dawson came from. That was, I mean, that's 20 minutes from my house. Or not Red Dawson, my bad. Um, Jack Lingle. Lingle. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, but anyway, yeah, s sorry about that. That's my bad. But uh, that's, like I said, it's 20 minutes from my house. So it's not firsthand, but, you know, in the grand scheme, every, about everybody knows about it, been impacted by it. So it, it's very special. Yeah, dude, anytime I travel, I'm always wrapping Marshall gear, and it's pretty much yeah. wherever I go, you know, there's always a We Are 
followed up by a marshal or something like that. You know, some random person like yelling <laughs> it out. So uh, yeah, anytime I anytime I fly or I travel anywhere, I'm always repping her gear for that reason. It's funny you said that. Just well, just yesterday, uh, I was going through the airport. You know, come down here to Jacksonville. And I had my Marshall mask on, and I, I think I got two we ours just in, you know, clear from out in Washington, D.C., down to Jacksonville, just, you know, meet people. Like I said, they're everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I remember I was wearing this Marshall polo in the bank one time, and uh, somebody hit me with a we are in, in the bank. This was uh, – this is when people could actually go in the bank and do a, and do their thing and whatever pre-COVID. So it was uh, yeah. it was a pretty interesting <laughs> time there. Uh, Ryan, do you have any uh, special memories that you uh, have on the field um, during a '75 game? Was there a specific play that you made or a specific win that you had during your time at Marshall that sticks out to you at all? Uh, honestly, you know, I alluded to it, uh, earlier. It was, it, it's probably my, it was my sophomore year, three, nine year when, you know, I mean, about everybody, um, kind of decided like almost gave up on us really, you know, we weren't winning. It was, it wasn't a good year for us, but like I said, you know, we, we knew how important that week was and we were not going to lose. So just seeing, you know, the fight of everybody with, you know, nobody likes, a losing season so everybody's spirits are lower than they should be but you know as soon as that week came around it's like it's like something clicked and you know around the whole team coach staff everybody and you know like i said we fought we we found a way to win uh, to honor them so that that's probably my my favorite memory on the field yeah Ron, you have any questions oh i'm sorry my bad. Uh, you know, you're talking about listening to Red speak, and I've heard him speak a few times. And you know, like you said, man, I mean, to hear – I was talking about earlier, to hear certain people talk, and I'm not sure if it's just maybe it's knowing that how close he is to it and a few other people. But, I mean, like, you know, hearing certain people talk about it, I mean, like, it, it really gut punches you. And, I mean, like, you know, it's it's hard to not get teared up or, I mean, you know, to get tore up about it. And, and I mean, you know – the, the thing like like I told Aaron earlier you know for me like feeling like that a complete stranger is somehow family to me um I think is like the wildest thing about it like you know anyone that associated with the program anybody that's been around Marshall you know went to Marshall like in some way like they're family I mean like that's how I look at people like that I mean like you know, like I told Aaron I mean him and you yourself or anyone like you, you know you guys are family to me in a way that I, I, it's outside of people, outside of Huntington or anything like that. I think it's it would be hard for other people to understand that that mentality or that feeling towards you know complete strangers. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Huntington is it is and always will be you know a, a truly truly special place to me. It's uh, you know just from the minute I went down there, first day on it is welcoming uh like you said everybody's family you know i'm actually uh th this coming year i'm getting married and i the majority of my wedding party is people i met at marshall so you know I, i've created uh friendships and bonds there that are really going to last me a lifetime uh, i actually met my fiance down there and uh so you know marshall's just it's a special place and anybody on the outside looking in wouldn't understand it but it's uh, it's such an amazing thing to be a part of 
Agreed. Congratulations, yeah, by the way. Is. Yeah, congratulations, Ryan. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, you know it's it's kind of cool just to see like the camaraderie and some of the back and forth between uh, a lot of your uh, former classmates and former teammates on Twitter, guys like uh, Beardall and uh, Justin Rohrwasser and uh, Blake Keller and all those guys. I'm sure some of those fellas are in your wedding party, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Beard yeah, all those and, are some uh, good guys. Blake, they're they're definitely in the wedding party. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Beard all was talking about being down in Huntington this uh, weekend for seventy five week. I'm gonna be down there as well. Of course, Josh will be there as well. And uh, it's it's always just a special time. And you know, I'm sure when you guys first got together, like that first practice or that first like team meeting or whatever, and you didn't know who they were, you probably didn't think like you know as you were going on in life that you would, you know, have lifelong friendships with these guys. I mean, just talk to me about that first interaction with Matt and that first interaction with Keller and just, you know, how you guys hit it off. I'm trying to, trying to think. Uh, I, so uh, I don't think it was one of the first times, but, uh, time I was me and Blake and I think Levi Brown was there there was a bunch of Ryan Yurchek was there um we all decided to go golfing one day and uh and uh, we I probably shouldn't say this but we went we were driving down this hill and it was a gravel hill and, and Blake told me he said you know it's funner if you go fast so I was being a little smart aleck and went fast well we got to the bottom and the the golf cart did a little spin out and tipped over. Uh, but the, just like little memories like that. No, nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt. We were, we were safe. No, nothing got damaged or anything. For the there record. you go. But uh, anyway, just little, little memories like that, you know, um, just some things you'll carry on a lifetime. And, uh, you know, like I said, I've, I've made, made friendships and bonds there. Like, you know, well, another kind of funny story is when I, whenever I first got to Marshall, Coach Price, uh, he's still there, D-line coach. He, mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't say we butted heads, but he wasn't my favorite guy in the world, uh, to say the least. <laughs> uh, but now, you know, now every time I go back to Huntington, I may get a point to go go to his house, visit him and his family. Um, you know, they're they're literally family to me. Uh, and, you know, Huntington will always be, you know, kind of a, a second home. Yeah, for yeah. you personally, I mean, not to get on a completely different subject here, um, you know, you were fortunate enough to, you know, kind of play at the next level. And I know you got some other things going on right now. Um, you talk to us about that, just about, like, you know, what it's like to play at that level and, you know, maybe how, how Marshall prepared you for that. Oh well, um, well, talking about Coach Price, um, I was I was fortunate enough to have, you know, him and uh, Cornell Brown, uh, two guys that both played in the league, uh, to as my you know mentors basically to you know get me ready for every situation, um, fight through adversity because you know it's um, at any at any level it's hard, but it's definitely hard here. You know the just the mental toughness. I think that's something people don't. People don't think about, you know, the mental toughness of this game. Uh, you know, like I was, I was just sitting at home with my fiance, 
two nights ago, got a call, and then yesterday I was on the flight down here to Jacksonville. So, you know, just a, um, the mental toughness is huge, and Coach Price is probably a huge part in that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a special thing. Ryan, uh, we certainly appreciate your time. We certainly appreciate you sharing some memories, uh, not only of a 75 week, but also uh, with your time at Marshall. Best of luck to you in your uh, journey in uh, pro football and best of luck to you as you move forward in life. We thank you again and we appreciate it. Go Herd. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Go Herd. Thanks, man. Ryan B., our guest in the Running with the Herd live stream, multi-stream podcast here during 75 week. I'm Aaron Coleman alongside Josh Towers. And uh, if you have any special comments or any uh, good things that you want to say during the live stream, multi-stream, don't hesitate to do so. Uh, we are currently broadcasting live on both Twitter and Facebook. And the archive of this broadcast will be on YouTube a little bit later on. Brad Arvin chiming in, hey, saying, hey, guys, hope all was well. With the SEC canceling games this weekend, do you think that it's possible that CBS put Saturday's game on national television? Um, Brad, uh, honestly, I don't know. I think that's pretty much locked in with CBS Sports Network in terms of um, coverage for Saturday's game. And then Katrina Cat. Uh, Captain, she's chiming in saying we are all daughters and sons of Marshall. And uh, Amy Renee Adkins also chiming in as well. Elsie loves you, Ryan B. and Mahaley. So uh, thank you uh, very much for the comments. Keep them coming. Uh, we're going to be speaking with uh, Remy Watson, former tailback of the Marshall Thundering Herd. He was part of the 2014 uh, Conference USA Championship team. So we're going to be chiming in with him in just a moment. But, uh, you know, obviously uh, Ryan had alluded to it in uh, his segment. I mean, just a lifetime of uh, memories and uh, friendships that you forge in Huntington. You know, it, it's it's enough to last you a lifetime. It really is. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's I mean, it's, it's really hard to explain. I mean, like there were things that, you know, like I said, that um, you know, her nations, you know, afforded me that, you know, like I said, I, I don't think a lot of fans get to do, or, you know, you know, getting to know a lot of the guys on a personal level and the coaching staff on a personal level and, and, you know, being able to experience some things, you know, down on the field, you know, towards the end of games and things like that. I mean, like, you know, there's some of those things, you know, the conference championship in 2014 being down in on the field at the end of the game, that's something I'll never forget. I mean, like, you know, I mean, you know, having, you know, some of the players and some of the coaches, you know, address me by my first name and like congratulate me. I'm like, dude, I didn't do anything here. Like, this is all on you guys. But, uh, you know, it just uh, it's hard to explain. Like, you know, Ron said it best. I mean, anyone outside of Huntington or Marshall probably would struggle to understand it. But, uh, you know, it's it's a special place and it's a uh, I feel lucky to be part of it. Yeah, I definitely uh, feel the same. I mean, as kind of a adopted son of Marshall with uh, the podcast and everything, getting to know people, getting to know um, great people uh, such as yourself, Chris, Sean Hammond, uh, Aaron Perkins, you know, uh, guys like that, getting the chance to know them and 
be able to share, you know, uh, you know, a love of a team, a love of, uh, you know, a community like like we do and to be able to, uh, you know, get my son, my two year old son involved in, uh, you know, rooting for the herd is really something special. Now, uh, we're going to bring in our next guest, uh, a man that uh, played on the 2014 Conference USA Championship team and a guy who knows all about playing on 75 week. And that is tailback Remy Watson of the Marshall Thundering Herd with his uh, jersey in the background, number eight. Remy, welcome to the podcast, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. We're doing good, doing good. Uh, we uh, spoke to Ryan B. a little bit earlier in our show, and uh, we talked to him a little bit about what 75 Week means to him. Uh, what does 75 Week mean to you, Remy? Um, it's, it's bigger than you personally. So um, going into that week, you kind of practice a little harder. You focus in a little bit harder because you know it's a little bit more on the line. Like it's, it's almost like – the championship before the championship for you, especially when you get a chance to play on that that anniversary, you know. Um, so the level of focus, the level of emotion is a lot higher around the building, you know, and workouts and the weight room on the practice field. It's just a very um, intense and emotional week for you. Remy, um, you know, we kind of talked about it already. Um, you know, Marshall itself, you know, you know, regarding the crash and being part of the program and things like that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Um, you know, just kind of talk about what Marshall, you know, meant to you during your time there and, and, and even still. Um, it's a place like no other. Uh, throughout the recruiting process, you hear a bunch of schools, um, you know, sell you a dream on playing time, jerseys, facilities, things like that. But that's at a lot of different universities. Um, the story itself, the tradition at Marshall sells itself. Um, once you become involved in that community and that culture, you feel it right away before you even step on campus. I remember committing to Marshall and like, you know, just the entire fan base just immediately following me on, you know, the popular social media is then reaching out, you know, being very appreciative of having you and then you arrive on campus for a visit and it just once you step there and you're and you're you know labeled a, a member of the Marshall community you just feel a different type of love from you know everyone around even you know people who were past alumni people who are just fans and never even attended Marshall little kids to you know current students you just feel like you're important to the program and not just somebody here to fill a jersey. For sure. Remy Watson, our guest here in the live stream, multi-stream edition of the Running with the Herd podcast, powered up by Herd Nation. And uh, Remy, do you have a specific memory that stands out to you from playing uh, in the 75-week game? Is there a specific game that you remember or a specific uh, memory that you have of playing in that game? Um, yeah, for sure. I would have to go to my senior night, uh, my last home game in the zone. Um, my very first touchdown of that game, um, it made the score 7-0 against FIU. And um, it was like 11 minutes and 14 seconds left in the first quarter. So it technically reflected the date of um, 
you know, the plane crash and someone took a picture of it and I had just scored and it, you know, made all the numbers correlate. And I was like, wow, you know, I was like, that's a, that's a cool way to go out. And my last, you know, game in the zone, I was like, I'll, I'll remember that forever amongst other things of, you know, being a part of the program. But I was like, wow, that's pretty incredible. And I actually ended up, um, I ended up having a pretty good game uh, that day. I ended up falling like just short of a hundred yards. I had two touchdowns. And it was on the anniversary of the plane crash, and it was my last game there as well. So I was like, you know, like this will forever be a part of, you know, my football career, my story, my time here at Marshall. And it's just something to hold on to. I still have that picture saved in my phone to this day. There you go. That picture is on my phone, and it will never, ever leave my phone. I can (laughs) promise you that. That was like, that's like one of those things, like, like you see it, like, because right when it happened, like, it didn't even hit me. I don't think it hit a lot of people. And then like, you know, like I think it was like Sunday or Monday, obviously that, that picture starts circulating and like, you see that and you're just, I mean, like, I mean, it, it gut punched me. I mean, like we talked about earlier, like, you know, you see things like that and you're just like, man, I mean, like you just, it, it hits different. That's for sure. You know, um, you know, it's bigger than you immediately. Like, you know, when stuff like that happens, it's like some, you know, the 75 is here, you know, they're in the building with us right now. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure, definitely. And uh, um, I know that a lot of uh, your uh, class from the 2014 uh, Conference USA Championship team is active on Twitter. Yourself, DJ Hunter, Taj Letman, those guys. Uh, just your thoughts and opinions on this year's team and just, you know, how they've been doing so far. Um, I love this year's team. Um, they're very disciplined. They're well coached, and it's a brotherhood. Like I said, playing at Marshall is a little bit different than just arriving, getting a jersey, some Nike gear, and saying, hey, go do what I bought you here to do. You know, you put in blood, sweat, and tears, and you embrace the tradition here. And uh, you could just see it in those guys. They enjoy playing for Marshall. You know, it's they wouldn't rather be anywhere else. They're high energy. The defense is amazing. I love to run. He might be my favorite player. Uh, on the team right now um they have excellent leadership this isn't this is obviously not doc's first rodeo so he knows how to get the guys going in one direction all together and that's what i see from them uh young offense young offense not a lot of experience there with you know having a freshman quarterback but i love what i see from grant wells uh definitely the perfect guy to pass on number eight to (laughs) um (laughs) But I think they have excellent leadership on both sides of the ball. Guys like Xavier Gaines, who, you know, he stays involved in the game, even if the game plan that particular week may not be to get him a bunch of touches. He stays involved. He makes sure he makes sure they're disciplined and, you know, staying sound to the game. And uh, I'm really impressed with this team. I think they would match up well against uh, the 2014 team. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned Xavier Gaines, who's from your area. Uh, Polk County in uh, Florida, and I know that uh, I had spoken to you a little bit on Twitter saying um, it doesn't matter if the athletes from that area are uh, youth, high school, college, pros, whatever. It just seems like everybody in that community is all about, you know, uplifting young men and helping them, you know, succeed and just, you know, getting each other's back. What is it about uh, that area that lends itself to producing high quality football players? 
Um, honestly, if it wasn't for football, would you even know anything about Polk County, Florida? So, you know, that's the one thing that we have that makes us stand out. We're not Miami. We're not Orlando. We don't have Disney or anything like that. So football is something that we take very seriously here, um, high school football in particular. So, like, you know, as a little as a little kid, you come up and you're just watching the man in front of you and all you're saying is that's what I want to be because, you know, you see them go on to achieve things bigger than Polk County. Um, me in particular, I had a Bilal Powell who ended up going to the New York Jets. He went to my high school, um, mm-hmm. Lake Gibson here. Uh, he was a huge motivating factor to see him go on to Louisville and, you know, the NFL and be able to see different parts of the country, experience different things. And now that I've been a person to, you know, achieve some of those things, I want the next, you know, the youth behind me to experience the same things and go even further. So that's just kind of how we work here in Polk County. Just always trying to bring the next man up and keep the the culture going of producing good football players. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, you know, that's something that I could get behind for sure because uh, growing up in uh, Northeast Ohio where I live, I mean, you know, it's kind of a similar situation in which um, a lot of people are invested in the youth um, from youth all the way up, you know, just to uh, produce those next great football players. So it's really cool to see. I just wanted to share that with you. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Maybe one game for you that I'll never forget is that Rice game in 2013 when when you and um, Kevin and Stu all, all ran wild that game. That's like the game for, for me, for you individually. That's the game that sticks out to me because, like, it didn't matter which one of you three touched the ball that day. It just seemed like it was going to the house no matter what. So, uh, you know, I just want to give you a shout out for that game. That's something I'll never forget, you know, for you individually. I appreciate it, man. Definitely one of my top five experiences. Yeah, and a game that stands out for me uh, was uh, the 2014 year uh, at Akron. Um you you got a touchdown. Rock got a couple of touchdowns. Cato uh, had a couple of touchdowns running the ball. But one that stood that stands out to me is um, you got the ball on the twenty yard line, eighty yards to the house, untouched. I was I was at that game. I mean, it's just only ten minutes away from me, so it was it was pretty cool to see you do that. So uh, shout out to you for that game as well. Um, as far as some of your teammates from uh, the fourteen. Uh, Conference USA Championship year. Do you still keep in touch with a lot of them at all? Oh, absolutely. I mean, all the way back to 2012 when, you know, we were still babies. We all talk to each other. Like I said, it's different being at Marshall. You know, you become a brother, you become a son and daughter of Marshall. Literally, it's not just a figurative thing, you know. So we talk, we reminisce all the time. We even, you know, try to catch up with each other when we're in the same area. Um, I just seen Craig Wilkins uh, a couple weeks ago. He played receiver for us from Miami. He uh, was coaching a little league game up here for like a national championship. And I was like, what? You're in my area. And, you know, whenever we're around, we try to meet up, go out to eat, just make sure we see each other's face, shake hands, you know, show each other love. Still talk to Aaron Dobson, guys like that who were older than me before me the Vinnie Curry's, all of those guys, we still, you know, communicate with each other. Absolutely. Well, uh, Remy, thank you very much for joining us here tonight. We certainly appreciate your time and uh, best of luck with everything you got going on. And uh, 
hopefully we'll catch up with you again. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. Anytime. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That was Remy Watson, a former Marshall tailback, joining us in the live stream, multi-stream podcast of the Running With The Herd podcast here. My name is Aaron Coleman. I'm joined here by Josh Stowers, and we're joined by you as well. A lot of fans chiming in uh, with their Go Herd. Uh, Vanessa Carlson saying, uh, Go Herd, Marshall softball alum from California. Brad chiming in as well. Uh, he said he was at the Akron game. And he said, uh, I was at the Akron game. I told my wife right before Remy took it to the house, he's a game breaker. And he certainly was. He was one of those guys that could uh, take it to the house anytime he touched the ball. So anybody with any 75-game memories, anyone with any Marshall football memories, you can chime in on Facebook and Twitter now if you so choose. If you have a question for either Josh or myself, you could chime in as well. Don't forget that the archive of this broadcast will be put on YouTube sometime within the next 24 hours. So look for it on YouTube as well. That, that was great getting the chance to talk to uh, guys who uh, put on the jersey, guys who played during 75 week and what it means to them um, to uh, wear the Marshall green and white and uh, go out there and play on this week. So it was definitely special uh, to talk to both uh, Remy Watson and Ryan B. And uh, hopefully um, you guys enjoyed that. And uh, we'll be uh, taking a lot, a couple of more of your comments here before we close, but uh, looking ahead to uh, the game on Saturday, middle Tennessee, you got a battle of two uh, mobile quarterbacks, Asher O'Hara, for Middle Tennessee and Grant Wells, of course, for Marshall. Um, I would say probably my keys to this one would be, uh, even though it's going to be a very, very emotional game, don't let the emotion overwhelm you. Uh, also, a uh, little bit more crispness uh, in terms of uh, special teams. Uh, we had a couple of uh, free kicks out of bounds. We had um, some instances where um, – we had a missed extra point in that game. So uh, just overall Christmas, especially on special teams, and uh, just do what you do, you know. Continue to uh, pound the rock with Brendan Knox and uh, play sound defense. And I think if the Herd do, do those three things on Saturday, they will emerge victorious. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you kind of touched on it already. I mean, O'Hara for them is obviously probably their biggest weapon. You know, he can beat you with his arm, beat you with his legs. I mean, I think he's rushed for, you know, close to 500 yards already this year. And uh, I know as far as being on the ground, I mean, he scored their most touchdowns. I think it's like five or six, you know, himself. And obviously you can throw the ball too a little bit. Um, you know, they they spread the ball around a lot. They don't really have one guy that, you know, dominates the ball. Um, you know, he's got three or four guys he spreads the ball around too. You know, so that'll be – you know, big for us. But, yeah, I think getting him on the ground and, and getting pressure on him and keeping him in the pocket, I think, are the biggest things for, for this weekend. Um, yeah, I think the rest will take care of itself. You know, like you said, I'm at, um, you know, I think Marshall's really going to always build around the ball. I mean, if a team stops Marshall on the ground, you know, th they've done their job um, because, you know, with what – with with Grant's ability to throw the ball, I think that team keeps teams honest to a point. And then, you know, with our offensive line and, 
you know, the running backs that we can, we can roll in there, you know, you know, Brendan specifically, it's a, that's a tough chore. And uh, so, like you said, you know, I think running the ball, you know, you know, dominate the ball, dominate the clock and, you know, play good defense like we have been. And, uh, you know, I'm like you, I think we roll out of there with another, you know, another conference win on Saturday. Yeah, I definitely think so as well. And uh, real quick here before we close, um, I had alluded to it a little bit in uh, one of the message boards uh, that we have on Her Nation, uh, Old Fairfield. So if you are new to this, um, you know, if you're not a subscriber to Her Nation, go ahead and do so. You'll get lots of great content on there, lots of great conversation with uh, Marshall fans. You'll even get the podcast um, archived. Um, versions of this podcast will be available on both Old Fairfield as well as uh, HerNation.com. And one of the things that I alluded to before we wrap up and give our score predictions is um, the young running backs that are behind Sheldon Evans as well as Brendan Knox. Um, I would say uh, Rasheen Ali a uh, young man from uh, Northeast Ohio, Shaker Heights to be specific, and uh, Knowledge McDaniel are two guys that I think that can really, um, you know, propel the herd to great success uh, once uh, Knox and Evans uh, leave. What are your thoughts on both Knowledge and Ali, and uh, what do you what do you think they're going to do moving forward? Um, I think any of those three guys are talented. Um, I think they're they're different backs, each of them. Um, you know, knowledge is more more like, you know, Brendan and the fact that, you know, he's gonna be a, a north south guy. I mean, he's not gonna really, you know, make a guy miss too awful much. I mean, he's really someone's gonna put his foot in the ground and and, and get north and, and and really punish people, I think. Um, you know, Papillon, um, you know, he's kind of a, he's more explosive. I mean, he's He's more of a bounce it outside type guy and, and try to outrun people. Um, he has the ability to make people miss. Um, his thing is, is, I think, getting the ball in space. And if he can get to the second level, I mean, he's somebody that can can outrun the defense. And you know, Ali, um, for me, I, I'm not real sure why. Just you know, obviously, we've only seen seen him in, in abbreviated you know pieces. You know, whether it be practice or you know, the game, you know, this past weekend was his first real game action. But uh, I think that kid has got a chance, and, and that's the best way for me to say it. You know, I'm not trying to jinx the kid, but I think that kid's got a chance to be be decent. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's somebody that, you know, not only possesses the ability to, you know, put his foot in the ground and, and get north, and, but uh, he's somebody that, gets to top speed in about one or two steps. And when he hits the hole, he's, he's moving. So, you know, that kid's got a chance, but I mean, all three of those kids, like I said, I, I think, you know, with, you know, especially moving forward, you know, you would like to think that you're only going to get an improved Grant Wells in year years, two, three, four, and so on and so forth, you know, depending on how, mm -hmm. long, you know, he's here. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, the, the, the longer that, that group of guys are together, you know, you know, when I, when I say that group, I mean, you know, um, you know, Grant and the running backs, I, I think they're just going to feed off of one another and success will follow because 
I think all those guys are, are extremely talented. I mean, obviously, you know, we know what we have, you know, with Brendan and, and, and even in certain situations, you know, Sheldon has had some really big runs and mm-hmm. you know, this year um, in app state game specifically, and then, you know, a couple games last year, I mean, he had some really big runs for us. And, um, you know, I think his presence um, on the field and, and in the locker room um, can't be overstated. You know, I mean, every chance that, you know, you hear a coach speak about him, I mean, they're just raving about his leadership. And, um, you know, for the, uh, the the journey videos that the athletic department's been, you know, putting out, you know, I think every time you – you see him getting up in somebody's grill, I guess is the best way to say it. And, uh, and, mm-hmm. and showing, you know, the type of leadership that, that's needed. But, yep. um, you know, like I said, I mean, any, any of those four guys, I think, you know, we'll be okay with, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm like you, uh, the Ali kid, I think down the line, I think that kid's got a chance to be decent. I really do. I mean, just the way he hit the hole and the fact that, you know, it reminded me of some, some guys we had, in the past in the backfield in uh, Marshall history and just the way he hit the hole and the way he attacked it. I mean, you know, you want to think that the score is 51 to 10. You would think that it's zero to zero in the first quarter, the way that he was running. And, you know, it, it really impressed me. He, I mean, as far as, you know, for fans to like to try to associate it with someone, you know, a little bit more recent uh, for me, it was, he's like a bigger version of Esri Talaferro. I mean, Talaferro was a guy that when he hit the hole, I mean, he was, he was, and he was fast. I mean, you know, top end speed. I mean, he could run. And, mm-hmm. you know, Rasheen's a guy, you know, with similar ability, but he's just bigger. I mean, he's, you yep. know, he's bigger than Esri was. So, uh, you know, he's kind of got, you know, both sides of it. I mean, he's got the speed and, you know, the size, you know, which is going to equate the power. So, uh, but uh, yeah, like I said, I, I think all four of those guys, um, all five of those guys, I should say, you know, I think they're going to be productive in our offense. I definitely do. And uh, we'll wrap it up here with uh, score predictions. Uh, Brad chiming in says Marshall 45, Middle Tennessee 10. I'll start with a score prediction. I'm going to say uh, Marshall wins this one. They win it by the count of, uh, I'm going to say 49 49-13 49-13 in favor of the herd. <laughs> um, I'm never really one for predicting scores because I'm a I'm a huge like you know <laughs> I don't like I don't like jinxing anything. Uh, I hear you. So I'm not going to give a score, but uh, you know, given the Doc's track record on this weekend, or, you know, the the date, you know, the, the plane crash game is you know it's been called or kind of deemed here in the last few years. Um, I can't imagine Marshall losing, you know, I, just, you know, witnessing, you know, some of the, the tweets and, and texts from the guys this week. Um, you know, there's not really been one of them that hasn't said, you know, they, but the, the mantra has been that this week is different. And, um, you know, when you see guys, you know, approaching things like that and taking ownership of, of the game, um, you know, just, and just pairing it with how they played so far this year. I can't imagine Marshall, you know, not coming out with a win on Saturday. So I'm going to pick the herd on the money line to win. There you go. So, <laughs> on so, the money line. I'm, I'm yeah. not taking the spread, but I'll take the money line. But uh, there you yeah, go. Uh, 
I think we'll be seven and zero after this weekend. I'll say it like that. Sounds good. Uh, real quick here before we go, former uh, herd linebacker Jaquan Uli chiming in says thirty five ten Marshall. Uh, Jaquan, uh, first of all, wanted to say uh, thank you for uh, chiming in. Uh, hope all is well with your recovery uh, from your uh, neck surgery and best uh, well wishes to you, my friend. Uh, I know your your buddy Tavante has been balling out uh, for us this year, and uh, hopefully he will continue to do that. And with that, we're going to wrap it up here as we continue the Running with the Herd podcast powered up by Herd Nation, part of the Rivals Network. And uh, uh, thanks to our special guest, Ryan B. Also, thanks to Remy Watson Jr. for joining us. Thanks to everybody who chimed in on Facebook and Twitter. Josh, thanks to you. And with that, we are signing off. This week means more. It's 75 week. We'll see you all at the game. If you're not going to be at the game or attending the virtual ceremony, we know you'll be with us as well. Um, uh, taking out those things online and on uh, TV. So uh, shout out to everybody in Herd Nation, whether you're in Huntington or anywhere else. We thank you. We support you. And uh, go Herd. We'll talk to you next week. Go Herd.